Welcome to LOL You're Gay, a gay comedy podcast with Adam Myatt and Lisa Buchanan. Hey, hey Lisa. Hey, Adam. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I got a bit of a cold, which is why I sound like this, which is slightly more nasally than I usually sound. You sound a little spooky. I do sound spooky. You know, it was yesterday. What was it? Well, it was. It will be yesterday when people are listening yes. to this, if they're listening to it on the day it's released. Um, so by that I mean <laughs> Halloween. Oh yes, Halloween. Yeah, it's coming up for us in the moment, but it will have passed by the time this is on the internet. That's how. <laughs> that's how time. Yeah, I mean linear time is a construct, but we yeah. talked about this recently. Right. That we've all agreed to it, and we're stuck with it for now. So, yeah. So, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy belated and happy early. I guess it's both. depending on where and when you're listening to this. (laughs) Uh, It's the gay high holy holiday. That's what I've heard. Yeah. I've never been like... I I like Halloween. Yeah. Do you like Halloween? I... I, Yes, I love Halloween, actually. I go so far as to say. (laughs) Why love... Why love? I'm not... I'm not challenging. Uh, I'm just curious. I think it's just so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's candy. There's costumes. Mm-hmm. It's the one day of year that I typically dress in drag the past few years. Right. I, my default costume for like, I don't know, six Halloweens in a row, maybe more, has been cowboy. Right. It's the easiest costume in the world. I wear what I'm what wearing, wearing right, right now, now <laughs> but I have a cowboy hat. For listeners uh, who who don't have a visual, Lisa's wearing a uh, a very pastoral, pastoral. It is, pa- is pastoral, that- pa- but it, but but actually, this is much more pastoral than pastoral because it is a pasture. Uh, well, that's what I was going for. Yeah, I was trying to say it was like a. I pasture. don't think that is a word, but it it should be for now. Okay, well we'll say that. Yeah. What is that word? Oh, there's a Pas- word. Pastoral. No, no, but there's a word that means. Like it's like fields and stuff. Oh, it's like a really nice word. Oh, bucolic. Oh yes, bucolic. I think that's what that means. I could be saying something terrible. I'm not. I'm not sure. No, bucolic is not a bad word, so you're okay. There's just something else that's like so close, and it's and it doesn't matter. Yes. Um, Yeah, it's like it's 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 pastoral. It's bucolic. Mm -hmm. It's uh, horse realness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then there's uh, a denim and a brown shoe. Yeah. And so you just need a hat. Yeah. And maybe a scarf. Yeah, I have a, a navy blue uh, neckerchief. I love I an easy on. costume. It's the easiest costume in the world. And plus, it also I, what I add to it, just so the people don't confuse me with a cowgirl, mm. heaven forbid, <laughs> I don't want to be misgendered in my Halloween costuming, Right. Um, I put on a little mascara on my face to make a right. little beard. There you go. Yeah, I'm filling my eyebrows a little bit. Just butch it right up. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like a costume that I don't have to do much for. Um, where I currently work, um, people dress up for not the whole day, but for lunch hour. We, oh, you know, yes. we're like we're conser- we're you know we do it in bursts. Mm-hmm. And I uh, didn't really feel like getting dressed up because uh, I'm just I I'm always sweaty when I'm working. I work ah, it doesn't matter. So I didn't really feel, so I just did the like gym helper at like three hole punch gym. I just like stuck three black circles to my shirt <laughs> um and which is an office reference for folks who don't know what that is and if you don't know what that is uh 
stop what you're doing and go watch the entire office and then come back to us. Okay, I have to leave because I've actually never watched it, but I got the reference you were talking about because I know the names of the characters. Right. Well, that, that's so one I'll thing that's- So I'll see you in a week when I come back <laughs> having watched The Office. But yeah, like I like an easy one. When I was a teenager, um, this might surprise you, not very participatory. Mm. Um, really was a stick in the mud about almost everything. Um, and so for Halloween one year, it was around the time there was those commercials about depression mm. where there was like just that guy who was depression. Oh, and he would yeah. like he would like talk to people in bathrooms. It was I don't really, yeah. really remember. It was weird. But um for Halloween it might have been more than one year. I was just, people were like, What are you? And I'm like, I'm depression. And, and then that was the end of the conversation. People really walked away. <laughs> so I don't know. I never really I never really gave it since I was a kid. When I was a kid I used to really give it I used to decorate the front yard. Oh, fun. Oh, heaven. It's the best time to decorate. I live in a condo, and the, the, there's there are many perks to that. One of the non-perks um, is that I don't have a yard to decorate yeah. for Halloween. What would you, if you had your dream yard? Oh. <laughs> Not to put you like on the for spot. Halloween for Halloween purposes. If you had a yard for 31 days. Yeah. For the duration of October. Yeah. What would it look like? So many jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> Jack Lantern number one. Oh. Scary teeth. Scary teeth. Classic. Number two. I do like the barfing one. <laughs> and it just gets better with time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I like I oh my gosh, I have looked at so many pumpkins. I used to carve a, a not an overly elaborate if you really look on the internet. Like some people get they're doing just portraits. Yeah of real human beings on these pumpkins mm-hmm. using it like a canvas. I'm more interested in actually carving through the thing. Right. Um, so there's some elaborate stuff, but I, I saw one once where the, there was a quite a large pumpkin who had a big open mouth and the mouth was open enough that a smaller pumpkin was inside. Mm. It's like it was biting in onto the little pumpkin gourd. That one was really fun. <laughs> Yeah, I'd have a lot of jack-o'-lanterns, probably do up a graveyard because it's fun to come up with those punny oh, graveyard oh, names. I think that was maybe my er- some of my earliest work <laughs> was <laughs> coming up with funny tombstone names yeah. or funny tombstone things. Yeah. Oh, it's it's just fodder for comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so lots of pumpkins, yeah. graveyard. Skeletons. Skeletons. Motion sensor or, you know. Motion activated Noises that scare people. Yeah. You were saying that you used to have a a sound recording. Yeah. When I was in like my early years of elementary school, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, my mother would let me host a Halloween party. I don't know whose idea it was. Um, (laughs) It wasn't yours. (laughs) I don't remember how it all came about, but we did it for several years in a row um, around like grade one, two, three. Mm -hmm. Um, And we would set up, I had, we had like a semi-finished basement in my house so she would set up a haunted house in one of the rooms off of the main rec, rec room of mm-hmm. the basement. 
So she, she had a clothesline down there. She'd hang sheets from it, and she'd hang creepy masks on it. And we had this, on a cassette, we had this Happy Halloween spooky sounds tape that just played for, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes on a loop right. with creepy music and spooky voices and cats and witches cackling in the background. And um, so that was a lot of fun. And one time, um, I was, I guess, kind of naive as a child. Um <laughs> Now that I think about this, whenever I think about this story, um, in grade one, my friend showed up late to the party. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite fashionably late, like late enough that I didn't right. think she was coming at all. Right. And midway through the party, Donatello, the Ninja Turtle, came walking down the basement stairs. And I was so surprised. It was 1991. Right. Or 1990. Um, so Ninja Turtles was the thing that everybody cared about. And I looked up the stairs, saw Donatello coming and thought, oh my gosh, my mother hired somebody to be a Ninja Turtle at my party. No, it was my friend. Right. I mistook a six-year-old, a fellow six-year-old, for a grown adult right. who dressed in costume and rented themselves out for parties. I mean, that sounds like it was a great costume. It was. A, it must <clears throat> have been effective. a really good costume. <laughs> Do you remember what you were that year? I uh, grade one. I think I might have been. Huh. Grade primary, I was a vampire. I think I might have redone the vampire. Grade mm. two, I was a devil. No, I think I was a vampire in grade one. Grade primary, I was Jack. I was a pumpkin, jack o' lantern. Right. Grade primary, pretty sure it was a vampire year. Mm-hmm. That was a good costume. Full cape, black on the outside, red on mm. the inside. Luxurious. With a vest. Got to have a vest. And a and a dress shirt. Every self-respecting vampire has a vest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, grade two was a devil. I still have the little um, sort of hat, but that's more like a bonnet, <laughs> which is just red material with two felt yellow horns coming out of it. It still fits on my head, so I wear it <laughs> occasionally. I have a Halloween <laughs> tickle trunk. One year, you wear it on, like just through the year. No, it, it mostly just a Halloween. It's just like March, and you're but like, it, let's get the devil hat. Keep my my ears warm. Actually, <laughs> it's not a thick material. It wouldn't really do much good. But one year, speaking of getting dressed up at work, um, years and years ago at my previous job, I was working on Halloween, and we did a similar thing where people would get dressed up for a lunchtime thing. Right. But I have so many costumes and have, uh, well, now I have so much trouble deciding I don't even bother trying and I just go as a cowboy. But that year, <laughs> I cha- I had six costume changes throughout the day. <laughs> so every hour, right. I went and changed costumes. And for the lunchtime part, my coworker and I dressed up as two of our coworkers <laughs> who were middle-aged men. Right. And we were 20-something women. And uh, yeah, so we wore plaid shirts carried around files and just more name tags because i mean we didn't look like these guys yeah um yeah so we just carried around file folders with things that suggested who we were based on the files i know that that kind of costume is polarizing mm-hmm. i know some people do like really don't like it mm-hmm. i love it it went over pretty well i love it these, these two guys were good sports yeah yeah so fun mm-hmm. uh yeah i 
do you do you have like a favorite i'm trying to i like i honestly like your memory period always impresses me (laughs) (laughs) but your memory of like well it was specifically this year that i did this thing i'm like i remember at one point in my 29 years (laughs) doing this maybe Mm -hmm. um i'm that has kind of stopped happening for me. Right. It, it's good for the school years, like maybe up mm. through, maybe into law school, but even a little earlier than that, I have trouble distinguishing. But if it's high school or earlier, mm. I can very easily place things based on where I was mm. and what grade. I just know what grade I was in when certain things happened. Right. It's weird. Yeah. I, the only, I'm trying to think of, I've been, I've been trying to think of costumes all day that I have had. Mm-hmm. And I remembered my work costume last year, and then I remember I was actually a cowboy as well. Mm-hmm. It was my favorite one of my favorite costumes. I was a cowboy when I was like probably five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like a vest that like my grandmother like out of felt that like she sewed oh, together, cute. and like it was it was a good look. It was a good look. Yeah. And the only other costume I vividly remember, and it's probably because it's like. It's not dramatic, but it's like it's like one of those. It, it's just one of those things. I do you remember the movie? Oh my god, what was it called? It was. What was it about? Oh, it was about a bunch of. <laughs> it was a bunch of bunch of toys, not Toy Story. Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> that that story about the toys. What was that called? Oh uh, no. The, um. No, it was like a it was like a tougher, like grittier toy movie. Toys with Robin Williams? No, that's too gritty. That's very gritty. That is not <laughs> it's a somewhere between movie. the two. And toy isn't in the it's it was something soldiers. Small, small soldiers? Small it might have been small soldiers. Yes. Um one of the one of the like the lead guy is like a military white yeah, hair. He's like yeah, yeah. So he's kind of the cut. bad guy. Yeah. And I think the good guy is this like weird like lion thing. Oh. Oh, I, th- I don't know if we're thinking of the right movie, but proceed. Either way, this movie that I can't quite remember. Uh, it was the hot thing that year, mm-hmm. and I was like, I guess I like this. <laughs> and uh, my brother liked it too. <laughs> and so he was the army guy, and I was this weird lion thing. But because we were fat kids, um, we didn't fit in costumes. Costumes, we, like you couldn't buy a costume that would fit us. And so what we had to do was we bought costumes for kids. Yes. And then my mother would painstakingly break the seam all the way down the side. And put in a panel. And put in a panel the whole way, the best match she could make. But, I mean, my costume was basically, uh, it was like a leotard that was fur. <laughs> and well, it was supposed to look like fur. Yeah. And so, like, you, how do you match that? You can't. Right. And so we're just, <laughs> just these two fat kids. In these weird leotards that have panels in the sides, in our winter coats. Also, well, it's can Canada we, winter can, coats. That's can we just do Halloween somewhere else when it's cold? I know. Like places that it's cold. I can know. we just move it to like June? The only yeah, there's no way around it. And other, I mean, at least here on the East Coast, it doesn't typically snow by Halloween. Yeah. But I think of my cousin and his little kids out in Calgary. My God, it snowed there four weeks ago. Yeah. They're liable to have a foot of the stuff on the ground. You don't just need a like a jacket. You need a, to, your costume to fit over a snowsuit <laughs> if anybody's going to see it. How do you plan for or that? Like every door, you have to like 
Just give me, give me like three yeah, minutes. Start unzipping your like full <laughs> one piece star Maggie Simpson starfish <laughs> snowsuit. <sighs> I don't know. Did you trick or treat when you were a kid? Yeah. 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 Right. Right through the pretty much the end of high school, like right. when you're not supposed to really anymore. Well, some people do. Yeah. I I always felt like my mother would it kind of would grind her gears when the teenagers would show up right before the what is supposed yeah. to be the cutoff for knocking on doors. Um, but I was always of the opinion if I if somebody goes to the effort of putting on a costume, mm-hmm. they have earned their treat. Yeah. And I always wore a costume right, right through high school when we would trick or treat, so I didn't feel bad. And I we weren't going out super late or anything. Yeah, yeah, I, d- I've, I definitely trick or treated, but mm-hmm. I didn't do it super late. My stomach is going all crazy. <laughs> you probably hear. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't trick or treat super late. I liked it, but it was like where we lived. You couldn't really like walk anywhere. Right, you were in a more rural area. Yeah, right? we were like we lived in a rural community, and like we could like. We walked our street, mm-hmm. but that's only like 10, no, it'd be like 15, 20 houses. Mm. And then our parents would like drive us to like family friends. Yeah. Um, but that meant like 20 minutes at each place. And then you're, you know, yeah. you're not really maximizing your candy no, potential. No, that's not a very efficient. The one nice thing about rural is usually that places, you only get a couple of kids. So like you get. Yeah. You're getting full size. You get, more you're you get full size. You're getting handfuls. You're getting like. Oh, it's the end of no one else is coming here. Take the whole box. Yeah. Like and so you 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 make up for it, yeah. but you don't have the same like terror experience as other and I'm like I'm like wishing I had terror experiences when I was a kid. I'm like <laughs> I, I don't know. But what was your preferred uh uh vessel for the candy? What did you carry? Great. That's a great question. Definitely like a pillowcase for sure. Yeah. I was big into the pillowcase. Though it took a while for me to convince my mother that that was the thing to bring oh it's the i don't thing know what i used to carry before the pillowcase i have no recollection did of what the alternative those, like, was plastic pumpkins i don't think i did there's no there's no volume in that thing Ad- exactly the problem like so what we would do the the pillowcase i mean yeah you're setting pretty high expectations by taking a pillowcase because they're they're large they're large when you're dealing in tiny candy bars and yeah. small bags of chips um and also your child so <laughs> <laughs> It's big. I was a short kid for until high school. So what my what I would do and my sister was because we would we lived in a residential, he- heavily residential neighborhood. I wouldn't call it a suburb, but it was hmm. just off of the downtown sort of area. Um, so high density of houses, great for walking around. And there was a guy in my neighborhood who owned a convenience store, and he gave out full size chocolate bars. But sometimes you get cans of pop hmm. or juice bags. Remember those? I was the just, little squirts. Oh, Those I, things weigh a ton when you're carrying a suitcase or yeah. a, bri- a pillowcase. <laughs> a suitcase. Uh, I should have uh, brought click, a suitcase. <laughs> Trick or treat. <laughs> Hello. Good evening. <laughs> Can I interest you in some life insurance? Um, so, they, yeah, they weigh a ton when you're eight. Yeah. And you've got this pillowcase or whatever bag you're trying to carry around. Mm-hmm. So my f- wonderful father would carry an extra bag or like a couple of Sobeys right. bags or plastic bags with him. And if we got a can of pop, we would immediately, once we got to the dr- end of the driveway, fish the heavy thing out from the bottom of the pillowcase and throw it at my dad. So he had to carry all the, the heavy things. What was your favorite drink to get? 
Oh. Because I have like, I was going to just say thing, but now I'm like, I want a drink and a thing. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's different I'm stuff. I'm glad because that you asked it this way because um, what we were talking last episode about tidying up and how right. that I love to do. I love to categorize and alphabetize. <laughs> I had a friend who was the same way. And when I saw how he organized his Halloween candy, right. oh, my God. So much inspiration <laughs> from this kid. So I... Unlike my sister, who was more of a just, like, eat it as fast as possible, right. I rationed my Halloween candy. I got it pretty much right till 1st of December, if not right. later. <laughs> but I, I sorted it all by type. Right. Uh, so favorite drink. I would have to say at that, if if it was today, it would be like a Pepsi or a Dr. Pepper or something right. like that. But at age 8 to 10 mm-hmm. in that range, probably a, a grape little squirt. Oh, so good. So good, but also so bad because <laughs> you know how it, always, it would leave that like film. There was like a. Did that ever happen to you? There was. <laughs> I don't remember that. There was so much. I don't know if it was the sugar or what it was, but there'd be like. Like in your mouth? Yeah. Like after you drink it, it would leave like a film on the top of your mouth or something. Weird. Yeah. It sounds like it had artificial sweetener in it or something. It might have. I don't know. I, I really. Well, the ones. So my favorite was also those. The purple ones um, specifically or another I'm, kind? I'm pretty like, I'm easy. Um, any drink in a bag. I love a drink in a bag. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, Did you get milk in bags at your school growing up? In Little bags? Everybody's surprised by this. Little I bags don't of know milk? It, yeah. Little, ba- little so, bag of milk sidebar. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. This is a worthwhile tangent. Because, oh, absolutely. As you may or may not know, Americans think bagged milk is from another planet. Yeah, I'm it's, familiar with bag milk. It's just from Canada. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can buy these large bags that have three individual bags of milk yeah. that total four liters. Yeah, that's what we always did. Yeah, yeah. same in my family. And the, the people who are unfamiliar say, well, how do you get the milk out? You buy the thing that holds the milk bag. Right. You cut a hole in the corner. It's it's brilliant. Because I really it's... wish there was someone, not to interrupt, but I wish there was people in the world that didn't know there was those holders and they just like have this weird bag like taped and they're leaking. <laughs> I hope there's somewhere out there. there yeah. I mean, there probably is. I hope they're listening and that they've learned something and they'll go to their grocery store because they keep those containers right above the milk in the grocery store. I just love that visual. Anyway. That is a great visual. Uh, so in my... We always use these growing up. It's a brilliant system. Mm. I mean, aside from the fact that it is plastic, it is, I think, way less waste and takes up a lot less space than all these cartons. Um, I don't drink enough milk on my own to buy the bags anymore, so unfortunately I buy cartons. But Mm -hmm. in my school, I brought my proudly brought my milk money every week for seven years. (laughs) I never missed a week. I drank all my milk. And... Where I later learned that most schools got the little little cartons. tiny cartons yeah, that yeah. you can get in a grocery store That's or what we had. everywhere else. My school got juice pack, juice bag style milk. It was in plastic bags. The 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 bags of bags were large. Like I don't know how many <laughs> bags were in a larger bag of milk. And they were all in the same fridge. The fridge stunk. It was the milk fridge. Oh, those it was fridges the always milk were... fridge. Oh, I, yeah. And each bag would come with a strip of straws wrapped in plastic. Yeah. So every kid would get their milk bag and their individually wrapped straw. And that was how we drank our milk every that's day so at school. Weird. I wish, I wish, like $1.25 gave... for the full week. So it was like you're getting oh, that's, yeah. 25 cent milk every day. 
I wish someone gave those up for Halloween. That would be very <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's so weird. I haven't met anybody else who I've never even heard of got that. the milk bags. No. Even in Cape Breton, where yeah. I grew up, there were other people who got cartons. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, we always had cartons, and I remember, <laughs> I remember because there was one time that there was like something happened in the fridge, like some milk. Yeah. Exploded or spilt or I don't know. Something yeah. happened. Nothing terrible even has to happen for no. a milk fridge to stink. It no. just happens because there's milk in the truck and there's milk in the plant and it gets on the bags. It gets, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And something catastrophic had happened. Oh. And me and a friend of mine, I don't remember if we volunteered or if we got asked or like what happened or like why we were doing this. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, in retrospect, there's employees that do stuff yeah. generally. But we cleaned... We, we wiped every carton. There oh. was like hundreds of cartons in this fridge. We wiped. I was happy to do it. I didn't want to go to class. Yeah. I was like, I'll go wipe the milk cartons. That's great. Yeah, that it's sounds not like going to hurt you. It just smells funny. No, that's a great use of my afternoon. Yeah. I don't need to learn algebra. And now I don't know how to do algebra. But um, <laughs> actually, I'm good at algebra. I can't spell. But, um, <laughs> but anyway. But yeah, it's so, yeah. Milk bags. Milk bags. Yeah, so I should ask weird. some people. I should actually ask some people from other elementary schools in Cape Breton because I'm assuming that it has something to do with the fact that at that time there was a separate company called Cape Breton Dairymen. Right. And I think Scottsburn eventually bought them out. So I don't yeah. know if it was a specific product to the Cape Breton Dairymen that we were getting at our school. Oh, maybe. And that maybe some other Weird. schools did or didn't. The plot thickens, yes, because because Scottsburn they made, made the little those squirts. sippies. I know. Well, we called them sippies. I don't know. Like they might have been called little squirts, but we called them sippies. Yeah, for we some never, I didn't call them little squirts either. I do that in retrospect now <laughs> yeah. because I know what they were called, but right. we just called them juice packs, juice, or packs, juice bags, yeah. whatever. And yeah, so Scottsburn made those. I know. So it may, it stands to reason that they would bag milk would, as well. Maybe maybe they just like never had quite enough cartons, and they're like, I oh, just run them through the sippy bag machine. I don't know. We always had bags. Weird. For seven years of elementary school. That's it was so always weird. bagged. And takes yeah. up way less space in the milk fridge. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're just squished on each other. True. Well, they also, they don't make, I mean, not to make this all about sippies, but <laughs> they don't make those anymore. No. I'm because sure. I used yeah. to drink them as an adult when I was like. Would you just bite the, t- the oh, corner of off? Yeah. Oh, I'm a corner biter for <laughs> sure. I'm not a straw user. I'm a corner biter. <laughs> because here's why. Love biting the corner and then squeezing it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just bit the corner and would squeeze the pack. As you were biting it. just like it. blast into my mouth. Yeah. And I mean, okay. Anyway, so. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I didn't, like, I didn't like a straw. I didn't need a straw to. And also, yeah. straws are bad for the ocean. So. <laughs> this is true. You were a young and I, environmentalist. <laughs> Um, I, I didn't know. To me, at the, time. the thing I think of about biting the corner off of the, and people would do that with their milk bags too. Yeah. That was like an act of rebellion to me. Right. Was putting your mouth on the bag because it could be filthy. I guess that makes, in <laughs> retrospect, that makes sense. Yeah. Especially the milk bags because it's yeah, like, there's sour, like outside milk all over this thing. But the fun thing about the straw. This has gone so far off of Halloween, <laughs> but it's going to a good place. So it's all, it's all in the realm. Yeah, that's true. The fun thing to do if you had a uh, either a milk bag or a little squirt or whatever uh, kind of bagged drink mm-hmm. with the straw was that when you were done, you could do some fun things. Namely, inflate the bag, yep. 
the empty bag with the straw and then poke the straw through the opposite side of the bag. So now you've got a balloon on your hands. <laughs> and add to that, you take a regular old HB pencil, not right. too sharp, but not dull mm. at the same time, just somewhere in the middle there. There was an ideal range. And if you poke the plastic of that inflated bag and mm. then pull it back, the plastic would stretch over the tip of the pencil and then it would come back out when you pulled the pencil out. <laughs> and if you did this repeatedly, you had a spiky balloon on your hands. It was like an art piece. We spent a lot of time not doing much. Oh, yeah. You know? This was in class. That's heaven. Yeah. Did you, and I mean, again, this is we're just, this is all about drinks now. Um, <laughs> welcome to drink episode. Um, but it's, it's kind of related. Uh, now that we're talking about these like sippy things, um, it reminds me of Sunny D when I was a kid. Mm, mm-hmm. And Sunny D when I was a kid versus Sunny D now is a very different thing. Oh yeah, Sunny D when we were kids was good. Delicious. Sunny D now let's just let that company fold, right? We don't Basically. need the, we don't need them anymore. The main reason I loved them when I was a kid was because those bottles that had the snap tops. Oh you yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They didn't have twist tops back then. They snapped on. Mm-hmm. The best thing about those, you drink your drink. Guess what you have now? A little. Li- a little explodey bottle thing that you put on the ground and stomp on, and the cap goes flying. Yep. We were, you know, didn't, have, enter- a lot, didn't have a lot going on. It's entertainment. Drink entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the Sunny D commercial where, because Sunny D in the 90s was like supposedly a healthy alternative. Right. Or they would try to pitch it that way. It's the sugariest stuff you can buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a kid, so as a result, it tastes amazing. But as an adult, it's unsettlingly sweet. Yeah. But there would be that ad where the kids would come home and they'd open the fridge and then the camera angle is from inside the fridge and you can see all the drinks that, and the the kid whose house it is is like, oh, we got some milk, we got some purple stuff. And it's like some sort of generic purple drink. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, we got Sunny D. And like that's the obvious choice. I always wanted the purple stuff because, right. like I said, the purple uh, juice bag was my favorite. I'm yeah. Like, what's, what's wrong with the purple that's, stuff? That's typically well, a superior flavor. Grape. Yeah. It's delicious. It's great. If I want orange, I'm just going to drink orange juice. Grape. It's great. <laughs> Grape is great. So those are drinks. Yeah. So We should get into the solids. Solids. Maybe let's do two categories. Okay. Because I feel like it's maybe not fair to put them in one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're probably right. I'm, so, two may not even be enough if you ask me, but let's I'm, see where this goes. This is what I'm thinking. So yeah. here's my thinking. Now you And you can, you can weigh in on this. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking that chips... Mm. And candy as a whole. Oh, see, I, to things. me, I got to separate the chocolate, chocolate from the from the from other candy, candy, for, and and then chips. And so chips. like three, we could do three. Is that okay? That's fine. Yeah, to me, cho- I'm not a chocolate. I like chocolate, but to yeah. me, it's such a different right experience and craving than than a candy. Yeah. So let's start uh, alphabetically with chips. Is that true? <laughs> I don't even know. Doesn't who cares. We'll start with, candy we'll start. comes first. <laughs> I think I mostly said it because I knew it was wrong. <laughs> Let's just start with chips. We'll start with chips. Because they're, to me, the chips are quite different from the, they're the very chocolate different. and candy are related That's to a, one another. Yeah. Chips are a different beast altogether. And I feel like a drink and a chip is nice. Drinks and chips are nice together. Oh, yeah. I love a drink and a chip. Yeah, pop Ooh, and chips. The pops mm. and chips. Ooh, my favorite my thing. Favorite. If I could live, I mean, I am currently sustaining myself on pops and chips. Um, don't know how long it's going to last. So for a chip, yeah. What what do you how do you feel? What do you what do you think? Now or as a child? Then. 
Then, then is like oh. you, you open up your bag and you're like, oh, I got a bag of, oh, what was it? Uh, barbecue. Barbecue. I know, weird, oh. right? <laughs> but here's the thing with barbecue, is they weren't that they were hard to come by in the little bags. Right. Somebody would have had to buy, which I don't even think exists anymore. The like the multi pack of I can't chips where there were different flavors. Those. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they do. I think all you can get in the small bags now is plain or like the party mix. Yeah. Doritos people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think at that age, though, I was a big fan of barbecue, barbecue chips. Yeah, I didn't get into Doritos and stuff until junior high, high school. Right. And then it would have been the zesty cheese right. Doritos. I mean, Cheesies was always fun to get because those were also le- harder to come by at Halloween. You know what? You know what I think? I was, I'm going to say something controversial. Okay. Um, not, not even controversial. Controversial to myself. I'm having, <laughs> I'm having feelings no one else cares at all. Um <laughs> I was automatically going to go Doritos. Mm-hmm. I was going to I was going to go Nacho Doritos. Those are the more popular. Yeah. Yeah. I just I like a cheese, but I like a cheese that's like a, I felt the zesty was like a little too much for me. It's a lot. It's a lot. I don't know, they're not my go-to anymore. It's not, nothing wrong with them. I'll eat them. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like if I get to choose. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was initially going to go there. Then I was like, oh, maybe a Sun Chip because I love a Sun Chip. Oh, I didn't eat Sun Chips till till university. Oh, I was an early convert mm. to all of these. I was a big chip person. Um, but you know what? It was something. Uh, the reason I think I, I, I think I'm going to say it is because I I only had them at Halloween. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know where to buy them. Was those Hawk and Cheesies? Oh, now this yeah. might be a very regionally specific reference. I don't. It's know. Canadian specific. They're made They're in Canadian. Ontario. They're made in Ontario. Okay. Yeah. So Hawkins Cheesies are these like. Cheesies. They're crunchy. And I know they're, what I'm about to say is is directly contradictory to what I just said, but welcome to the podcast you've been listening to for a year and a half. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't expect things to make much sense. Um, Hawkins Cheesies are these like ultra cheesy, mm-hmm. ultra hard, mm-hmm. dense yes. cheesy. Yes. And you can only eat like six yes. before your mouth is like. Completely covered in blisters. Yeah, torn to pieces. Torn to pieces. But you're happy. And there's you're happy it happened. They're so good. Yeah. And so I think I think that'll be my like Halloween chip because that was really only only time I ever had them. Was that? Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because I don't recall having them, but I wonder if I did, and it only happened at Halloween, and I didn't know what right how like specific to Canada or regional these cheesies are mm-hmm. but they're quite easy to get around here now yeah and people uh, a former co-worker of mine is obsessed with them a couple of former co-workers actually and they sell them in the Lawtons downstairs at our office so right. whenever there was a meeting if they were hosting it there were generally some Hawkins cheesies flying around oh, so fine. I feel like I'm recently even more recently than Sun Chips mm-hmm. have been introduced to Hawkins cheesies but they are really good they're, they're very good they, they're not as, the only thing that I find with them, and it's not a criticism, is they're not, <laughs> they don't satisfy a salty craving in right. the same way that some other cheesies do. Yeah. Um, but if you want something really crunchy. Yeah. And that oh. you only need a few because they're, some of them are big. I love getting a big one. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I love those. Chips. Still looking for sponsors, Hawkins so, Cheesies. <laughs> I would be elated 
<laughs> this can we can just only talk about those cheesies. I'd happily talk about Hawkins cheesies for a good twenty minutes. Great. Yeah. I feel like we have been. We have basically <laughs> just done an ad for them already. And so now that that ads over, um, so we you've so we yeah. talk so, chips and cheesies. So yeah. We talk we talk drinks and chips. Yeah. See, I I do love chips, yeah. and like I say, chip and pop, chip pop combo chip is pop. like a go to mm-hmm. snack for me. But even now, and as a child, I didn't enjoy a wide diversity of chip flavors. Right. <laughs> I was I was a picky eater. Yeah. In general, but it even came into play with my chip preferences. So right. I was more into like just I like a plain, I like a yeah. barbecue. <laughs> I like the smoky bacon. Really hard to find these days. It's all roast chicken. I don't want that. I want smoky bacon. You sound like a retiree. I feel like a retiree a lot of the time. Coming from someone who also, like, it's... But I didn't, I, the scariest thing for me, and it's still a fear every time I am at a party where there is a bowl of uh, just uncolored chips, Mm. is those look plain. Are they, though? Could it be salt and vinegar? Could it be salt and vinegar? Or worse yet, sour cream and onion. I'm going to (laughs) disagree. I don't. They're easier to spot because there's sometimes like a little fleck. Yeah. But if you're expecting plain salt and it is salt and vinegar, and I'm not a fan of vinegar. No, no. Salt and vinegar chips. We can can stop making those, everybody out there. We can just, we can move on from that chip. Like, I get that people put vinegar on their potato, or on their regular chips. What do we call them here? Fries. Fries. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> the non-British version of chips. But it's just it's too it's too risky. It, I have to yeah. tell somebody else like I, I will I have been known at a party to say to somebody, "Do you like salt and vinegar chips?" And they say, "Yeah, of course." And I say, "Can you eat one of these <laughs> and tell me if it's salt and vinegar or if it's safe for me to go in for some?" Wow. The depth of our neuroses oh, it's are un- endless, unparalleled. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so that's my chip rant. So chip rant, chip rant complete. Mm-hmm. So we've done drinks, chips. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to do candy. Okay. Non-chocolate based candy. Non-chocolate based candy. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I think I know. Do you? You go first. I think, I think my, my. Gut reaction is to go fuzzy peach. Yeah. Um, Me too. I don't know if that's true to my like real. My I don't know if that's my truth, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's like my knee jerk reaction. So it's like part of my truth. You yeah. Know? I love a fuzzy peach. I love uh, a cherry blaster. Yeah. Um. I I'm really easy with when it comes to gummy candy. Like I really I love gummy candy. I just only want to eat gummy. I mean, I know I've I, again. I've said, I say basically whatever I'm feeling right now is the truth and everything else didn't, wasn't real. <laughs> but yeah, it's, they're so good. Yeah. I feel like at that age, trick or treating age, um, fuzzy peaches were having a moment. Yeah. Uh, they're still popular, but of that, uh, I can't remember the Maynard's brand, right? That make yeah. fuzzy peaches, cherry blasters. Um, fuzzy peaches really had something going for themselves mm-hmm. in the late 90s. Yeah. And I bought into that, they, so I, think, I was happy I think, when I saw them in my bag. Yeah, I think that flavor, that flavor fit into like the flavor profile of like how the '90s mm. and early 2000s smelled. Yeah, you know, like there was this weird like 
weird mild yeah. sweetness. Yeah. That was just ever like I just like even like the body mists that teenagers oh, used. It like, was all sugar. It was all sugar. Everything smelled like sugar. Everything smelled like sugar. Yeah. So I think that's why maybe we had like such a strong reaction. I got Mandy Moore had a song called Candy and it well, said, exactly. I'm missing you like candy. What I'm does that even mean? Like other than peach. if you don't have candy, you're heartbroken. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I I think prob- probably Fuzzy Peach. But in terms of things that were like maybe Halloween specific, mm-hmm. um, hmm. I really liked, and these aren't Halloween specific at all, I still really like those white suckers with the colored bits in them. Have you ever They're had like one? You get them? Ones? They're not chalky. No, no. I know the ones you're thinking I of. I kind of like those. Where it's like a giant uh, rocket. <laughs> I was gonna say on a you... stick. <laughs> I actually had a fondness for rockets. Talk about your mouth getting torn <laughs> to pieces. Eat a bunch of rockets, huh. or one of those suckers, or one of those suckers. It'll yeah. just yeah, tear you right up. <laughs> um, no, you could get these suckers on a strip. In like a Walmart or yeah, uh, at that time in Sydney, a Wolco. Mm-hmm. Um, I still remember the Wolco. Um, yeah, the the suckers just came out of strip. They were a hard, not a lollipop, a flat mm. sucker. Um, and it was the white just tasted sweet. And then there were these little bits on the sucker that were multicolored. It just tasted like fruit punch. Right. That's what it was. It was fruit punch st- suckers. Uh, it doesn't sound familiar, but it sounds good. They were good. I liked those. And my, we didn't buy a whole lot of candy in my house, so yeah. um, I feel like I mostly got those around Halloween. Oh, but I love a Tootsie Roll. Now, oh, yeah. This might be the thing where the chocolate and candy overlap. Right. There's like a Because I've never a thought of Tootsie, as, Tootsie Rolls as chocolate, but somebody yeah. described them that way to me recently. I, like, oh, I, I, I loved a Tootsie Pop, which I is love a, a, Tootsie a nice Pop. hybrid. Yep. Had one last week. Worlds. Picked it up at the bulk uh, barn. <laughs> I, yeah. So okay. So chocolate. Yeah. The the final the final frontier. Yeah. Where where how where are you in that world? How do you feel about it? Um, chocolate is not my favorite. Yeah, mine either. Uh, I like it. Um, I feel like nowadays we just don't get the. I don't know. I have two particular favorites. Mm-hmm. Wonder Bar. And Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The first time I ever ate an entire chocolate bar to myself, it was a Mr. Big. It was right (laughs) after lunch on the bus on the way to school. And my mom always rationed out stuff like that. Like She she would buy a chocolate bar, but she'd cut off pieces for us Mm. to have. So I, I wasn't, I was 10 before I ate a whole chocolate bar. Yeah. Um, And this... Friend of a friend who was a grade behind me, I'll never forget. She wasn't normally on our bus, but she went over to this mutual friend's house for lunch. And they went to the store and she bought an extra chocolate bar or something. And for no Mm. particular reason, she gave me a Mr. Big. And I didn't know what to do with myself. (laughs) So I ate the entire thing on the bus. I don't know why. I could have saved it, but I guess I was hungry. You got to live your life. Yeah. So I still love Mr. Big. And it's partly um, that. Right. Um connection snickers though is probably my favorite chocolate bar but those come in those little t- you can't get a real size snickers yeah, at halloween it's just tiny. a little bite yeah it's pointless if you're hungry you grab a snickers but you need a whole snickers right oh yeah so of the ones that are commonly found today i prefer a wonder bar or mm-hmm. a uh mr big right they don't come in the same box oh 
that's a hardship for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's really tricky because they're made by, I, I know why, they're made by different companies and each company puts out their multi-pack box. But it's like, I want to pick and choose from among these different brands to find my ideal mix yeah. of chocolate. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's, so I guess what I'm getting at uh, in broad strokes is I prefer a chocolate that is not a solid chocolate. I like some filler. Right. Uh, peanut based, wafer based, whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. See, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the opposite end. I, I don't oh. love a chunk. I don't love. I don't need a fill. Like mm. I like a Twix now like as a an Twix. adult, as a mature adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely when I was, I liked, I loved a narrow bar. Um, oh yeah. I think I loved a narrow bar for two reasons. Yes. Uh, no, there's not two. It's for for one reason. The reason <laughs> I like narrow bars. I mean, they're delicious. First of all, um, but they give the illusion of. Uh, having something mm-hmm. else something they give the illusion of something happening but it's actually just a, it's all the same thing <laughs> and yeah kind of so, like being able to delude myself so do you this is interesting do you let it melt the arrow do i now yeah no no you don't <laughs> but did you at that time um i think i it's i have because that, that to way. me that's what that experience is right is i've the letting it melt on your tongue but there's this weird advertising is so weird and very gender based and that makes me irritated right. but apparently when they arrow had a big advertising campaign i think it was in the early 2000s mm-hmm. that was all about letting the thing melt yeah and the the bubbles cuz yeah. when you put an arrow bar on your tongue uh-huh. and you let like let it melt gradually through that bottom thicker part of the arrow yeah. and you get to the bubbles there's a weird textural thing that happens as the bubbly part of the arrow melts on your tongue. The the advertising researchers found out that primarily, for whatever reason, women, quote unquote, let chocolate melt in their mouths. Men bite it and chew it <laughs> and swallow. So all of the people in these arrow bar commercials were women. Yeah. Which I don't know why that is fascinating to me. That's so weird. But it's why I asked you how you had right. that multi. Well, see, like, for me, like multi-layered not... experience <laughs> with the arrow bar was if you were letting it melt. I've let it melt. Yeah. But for me, like if I was to let it melt, I flip it. I don't melt right, from the bottom. Right, because you get to the bubbles from the top. Exactly. Fast. I'm I not. I'm not. I agree. I can't sit there for what five minutes for that <laughs> bottom layer to melt. I got stuff to do. Yeah. I gotta get this chocolate bar down and get back to what I was what I was doing earlier, and so if I do decide to melt it, I flip it's from it from the top down, top down, top up, and that's only like I'll melt like an eighth of it and then be like, okay, I'm done, I'm good with this. I, I get I get what's going on, right? But yeah, no, I, I those are good. But there there was a bar there, <laughs> that was my favorite like Halloween candy. But like when I was a kid, I think my actual like favorite like chocolate bar it just mm-hmm. was never it wasn't provided as a Halloween candy because I think it was mainly mostly for adults but it was a chocolate bar and i'm like really blanking on the name i want to say it was live strong but i know (laughs) (laughs) i know that's not what it was it was like really long it was like it had like peanuts in it it was like almost like toffee-ish do you know what i'm talking about oh um it had some like the yellow one yeah it was yellow oh um yes it's my mother's favorite of course um (laughs) i'm your mother (laughs) 
Do you want to explain what just happened? Yeah, we just spent the last five minutes on pause <laughs> trying to figure out the name of a candy bar <laughs> that we were talking about. It's called an Eat More. Oh, that feels it's, good. It feels good to remember that. Yeah. Because, oh, my God. I can hear my mother in my head saying, Lisa, do you want a piece of a blah, blah, blah? And the name <laughs> of the bar had left my mind. Uh, I, I, but yeah, and eat more. It must. It, I think now it might be a Canadian or a regional candy bar because right. I had to do a Google image search for peanut candy bar yellow Canada for it to come <laughs> up in the first twenty results. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's basically like a really chewy toffee. Yeah. With tiny pieces of peanut. Yeah. Uh, embedded in it. It's like well, they were long, long, but they were flat. Yeah, they were they were thin. Yeah, it but like, long. But like four feet long, right? Basically. Like around four feet? Yeah. Like, like around. <laughs> anyway, I really liked them. I liked them you too. You liked them too. Yeah. They Even were though great. they yeah, they did seem like a this is a bar your parents like. Yeah. Um I think because there wasn't a lot to there was no chocolate. Maybe that's why I liked them. Yeah. It was different from that. Yeah. Um and as we had it on pause, I, it occurred to me that I think actually I misspoke and the, the Mr. Big and Wonder Bar do come in the same Halloween multi-pack box but the issue for me is that the coffee crisp is in the other box right and the kit kats they're right. together i want two from each of those boxes primarily mm-hmm. yeah there's always like you there's can always the like smarties a, and whatever the oh, other thing yeah. is what what are those <laughs> pause again <laughs> <laughs> those terrible chocolate bars they're like they're just like hard they're like weird hard like a they're, hershey one i don't know what they're called they're like crunchy oh with the sponge in the middle no i like those ones okay those are always hard on my mouth i wasn't a big fan of crunchy i don't mind the sponge ones but these ones are like they were nasty oh you'll you know just solid chocolate it it would know it was like a chocolate covered hard it was like a hard toffee oh it was like crunch it was i think it was called a crunchy bar it might have been called a crunchy bar whatever it is the sponge is called a crunchy a crispy crunch crispy crunch Oh, Crispy see, Crunch I like... can go away. Oh, we're going to disagree. <laughs> Here's what I like about a Crispy Crunch. I can't wait. There is a chocolate outer coating, yeah. relatively thin. Yeah. Then there is a hard candy coating, yeah. like a toffee candy. Yeah. Brittle, almost. <laughs> and then inside that is like a, a flaky peanut yeah. candy. Weird. It's super weird. But if you're a weirdo like me as a child... <laughs> You can eat that thing in layers, especially the small ones. You like all the chocolate first, right. and then you've got this crunchy candy. Right. And if you're like, it's disgusting to think about doing this, but kids are weird. And my, if, it's still not as bad as the way my sister managed to eat chicken McNuggets. So right. we won't get into that next week. Yeah, <laughs> she ate the chicken first. Let's just put it that way. Let's get into it now. <laughs> That's all I'll say on the matter. Yeah. But with a crispy crunch, yeah. you get all that chocolate off the outside. And then you can sort of like snap the candy coating off from around the flaky part. Whoa. Yeah. And the flaky part to me is the best part because it's right. sort of, I think it's peanutty, at least in flavor. I'm not entirely I think, I sure. I think you're right. Yeah. And it, the texture of it, I love the texture of that part of the crispy <laughs> crunch. You got to work to get there. You got to work. Especially if you want it. Like as an isolated individual experience yeah. with just that that f- I don't know it's something about that flakiness it's like slate or something the way that you know <laughs> slate kind of it's shade yeah, it's exactly like shake like shade I can't say it it's exactly like I can't say it 
It's Dude. exactly like Slate. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So I I will defend a crispy crunch. You can have your crunchy bar, well, see, which I'm not I, a huge fan of. Do you like score? There was a time when I loved a score bar. It was yeah. really popular in my among my family. My right. parents liked score bars, so we, my mom would buy the four pack of score bars right. and snap off a piece of that at, after dinner. Right. And score that was a bit of a craze. Yeah. Like, and it still is to some extent, but at that point when it seemed to me that score was new, I don't know if that's true, if it was new on the market or if it was just having a time. Yeah. Um it, all these baking recipes came out for like score bar cookies, score mm. bar squares and you can buy score bits that aren't even yeah. they're separately packaged and you don't have to I remember my mom buying all the chocolate bars and then breaking, breaking them, them up. up into pieces to use in recipes. Yeah. And then you get the chocolate part, which is nice. It's so good. But uh, the, a score bar can be time-consuming if you don't want to pull your fillings out. <laughs> if you just want to let it melt in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Because that is some sticky, it's, it's a labor hard of love. candy. It's a labor of love, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but the good flavor. <laughs> so I can't wait for Halloween now. Man, I'm going to go buy I, some uh, I was candy. Feeling kind of, yeah, I was feeling kind of tepid about it. Now I'm kind of like, ooh. I don't even know if I want to buy just the Halloween box. I feel like I'm just going to go buy, buy a, a ton of chocolate, chocolate bars. <laughs> Stop. You know, Freak Lunchbox is open till midnight. True. Still looking for sponsors. Freak <laughs> Lunchbox is open till midnight on Barrington Street. Um, I walked by there on my way home. Like, pop in. There you go. They did not know, however, what a Palomine bar was a few months uh, ago yeah. on your birthday, in fact. Right. I wanted to go in and get a Palomine bar because I think that's a funny thing to buy for your pal on their birthday. <laughs> that's very the, nice. The person that worked there. Didn't know what I was talking about. Had yeah. never even heard of a Palomine bar. I've never eaten one, to, yeah. to be honest. But I feel like if I worked there, I would get asked so many, like, do you know this one? Do you know this yeah. one? Do you know? I would just be like, no. To all, like, I don't know. Perhaps. Kit Kat, I don't know what that is. Jelly beans, never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> get out of my face. I'm 20 years old. I don't care about this. I'm just, like, hungover and trying to get minimum wage. That, you know, it's fair. I didn't begrudge <laughs> the kid, but I was oh, a little bit surprised with whoever does their stock. Yeah. That they didn't have Palomine. But well, well, they do that, have I've them. Bulk barn. Tons of them. Big big case full of Palomine bars at the Bulk Barn in Dartmouth. Still so next time your birthday <laughs> rolls around, I'll know where to go. Great. For a chocolate bar. Well, not this to... went in like a totally other direction, but I'm really... Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know... It's Halloween That's how related. this goes. Yeah. That's how this... If anybody's, li- if anybody's still listening, that's how these all go. We talked so... about candy. Yeah. It turned about... into a bit of a nostalgia trip, which yeah. I'm always up for. Of course. Because why live in the present? <laughs> that's a new tagline for the show. LOL, you're gay. Why live in the present? Yeah. Um, speaking of which... Yes. Um, well, not speaking of which, but I'm segueing. To something uh, more timely. To, to, uh, we should end the episode. Yes. Soon. We should. <laughs> so um, do you want to do our laughs of the week? Yes, let's. Um, would you like to go first? I can go first. I'm ready to go. Great. Um, so on my laugh of the week is courtesy of uh, national treasure, living legend, icon of music, Jan Arden. Um, I went to see Jan Arden perform at Casino Nova Scotia on Saturday evening with my mother. It's my third time seeing her, right. my second time going with my mother. It's a nice little thing that we have in common right. is being fans of uh, Jan Arden's music and also not just her music, but also her performance, mm-hmm. her approach to performance, which I may or may not have talked about on this podcast before because I talk about it a lot. <laughs> um 
because for me, Jan Arden is has set the ideal in terms of a concert structure. Right. For a singer songwriter, like your your Lady Gaga's and Madonna's, they're on another level of performance. I'm mm-hmm. not considering that sort of large scale stuff. I'm talking like one person singing with a band. Mm-hmm. She sets the standard for banter and her general structure. Mm-hmm. A Jan Arden concert is essentially a stand-up comedy show right. interspersed with the saddest songs you have ever heard in your life. <laughs> and I love, great. that's like life, right? It's that balance of, she encapsulates that. Mm-hmm. She finds these words that just break your heart. Mm-hmm. And then she tells the funniest stories in between. She has a gift for storytelling in addition to songwriting mm-hmm. and has a real sense of humor and delivery. And I mean, she's telling these stories over and over again on the tour, I assume. Right. And you'd never know that she's repeating this stuff over and over. She tells it like it's the first time she's ever told it. Mm-hmm. So there were lots of laughs at at the Jan show, which there always are, and she can be counted on for that. But in particular, what made me... Well, not in particular. One of the things that made me laugh this time that really stuck with me was, uh, you may recall um, that there was a little film called My Best Friend's Wedding. Mm-hmm. It stars someone named Julia Roberts. She's kind of a known quantity. Jan Arden has a song mm-hmm. that she recorded specifically for that movie. She was approached by the producers to record uh, a song. And what she ended up recording was a cover of a Ray Charles song called You Don't Know Me. It's sad, 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 sad song. Like, just break your heart. So Jan told this story that I had never heard her tell before about when this happened, about the producer calling her, and she went down to L.A., and they recorded the song, and it was months and months and months before the movie came out. Mm -hmm. And she was eagerly awaiting it coming out in the theater. So she went, and she didn't know how it was going to be used in the movie or where it was going to appear. Mm. So she says... So I went to the movie, and I was so excited, and I got a big pop. And at this point, the crowd bursts out laughing (laughs) because the song is at the end credits of the movie. So she drank this big pop (laughs) and spent the last hour of the movie waiting for her song to appear, having to pee desperately. (laughs) So... Everybody had a good laugh of that. So she said, now every time you hear me sing this song, just remember that was my experience of going to see my best friend's wedding in the theater. And one of the reasons, in addition to it just being a lovely, heartbreaking song, uh, that I have a sort of personal um, fondness for it is that it's it's a little bit of a queer moment for me in my Mm. coming out process. Because when I, there, there is a line in the song in the original lyrics that is I watch you walk away with that with the lucky guy mm. and when I heard Jan Arden singing that song at the end of my best friend's wedding and she didn't change the gender mm. I had like a I was at that <laughs> stage in life where I was just looking for every yeah. little tiny possibility that something or someone wasn't straight yeah I don't know if Jan Arden is straight or whatever she has never talked about her personal leg for dating life any of that mm-hmm. in her whole career so i don't know but regardless i in listening to that song at that moment had that feeling like 
oh, that was an, maybe that was on purpose. Maybe she's sending <laughs> us a message. Or maybe she just doesn't care and doesn't change the pronouns or the genders of characters in songs when you're singing somebody else's words. That's mm-hmm. also an approach that I appreciate. Yeah. Um, but I was at a documentary recently about Joan Jett and Kathleen Hanna mm-hmm. uh, had a very similar experience listening to Joan Jett's cover of Crimson and Clover because she doesn't change right. the gender in that song either. Mm-hmm. And again, Joan Jett has never publicly said anything about her sexuality, but mm-hmm. just these little hints of things. Um, that's not the laugh, but that's the yeah, tangent yeah. that follows the laugh. Um, so I was thinking maybe next episode we can talk about those little moments Yeah, when we were younger people, or maybe it still happens now, where you're just like, oh, that's maybe a subversive thing that that person just did intentionally mm-hmm. or otherwise and it's meaningful to me yeah. regardless of the reason absolutely music or otherwise tune in next week yeah meanwhile Art. go watch my best friend's wedding because that movie is a delightful time and i'll uh i'll leave you with this i'll leave you with my laugh of the week it's very quick yes. it's very Yours quick are always so short i tell this big <laughs> one blah, 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 and here's how this moments of time matter to me and you have these short just little like, snappers. Oh, it's basically our our differences in stand-up as well. True. <laughs> I just, I, I found this little video. I was on Instagram. I, lo- I love Instagram Explore. It's mm. like, it's it's 25% of my life is probably <laughs> spent exploring Instagram. I love it. It's my favorite. Um, and I found this video, um, a little context. It's uh, the... Um, it's a clip of the music video. I think it's Viva La Vida. It's cold. It's a Coldplay yeah, song. Yeah, I think that song is Viva La Vida. Um, it's on that album. I yeah. think that's the song. Anyway, this is the clip, and uh, I laughed a lot. I hope you laugh a lot. Uh, I'll leave you with this, and then uh, we'll say goodbye now. Yes. And and let uh, what's this? Chris, Chris Martin? Martin. We'll let yeah. Chris Martin say goodbye. You can listen to LOL You're Gay on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. If we're not in your favorite podcast app, please let us know and we'll try to make it happen. You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter at LOL You're Gay Pod. That's spelled L-O-L-U-R-G-A-Y-P-O-D. And on Facebook.com slash LOL You Are Gay Pod. And if you would like to get in touch with us via email, you can do that at LOL You Are Gay Pod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Now please enjoy This Week in Royalty Free Music.